Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us, and we are going to be talking to our resident economic expert, Robert Kudla from TradeGeniusAcademy.com, and uh, Bob has a long, long history of picking the right trades, picking the market, picking the trends. Things he said years ago are coming true today, and we're really in for a treat in this interview. Just want to let you know here, when you listen to us on radio, you can now catch us live on your phone. We have listen by phone option now. So if you're out and about, and that number is 351-999-5116. And uh, just add that to your repertoire of how you can follow us and the great guests like Bob Kudla. Bob, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. And gee, I hope we can find something to talk about in this topsy-turvy market. Yeah, everything's so boring right now, Dave. I, I don't, I can't even imagine what we should lead with. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I think leading the the head headway, and the headlines happens to be the volatility of the market right now. Yeah. So there's there's actually two viruses going around right now. So everybody knows about the coronavirus, correct? Yes. So, but the other virus that people are starting to notice is called the Sanders virus. And um, with, with, with Bernie winning a couple of these early contests, uh, the market's getting jittery. It's pretty funny to watch. You know, uh, the, the futures sell off every time Bernie wins in a, a, a primary. And, uh, and then with the coronavirus, they've been buying it back. But I think now uh, what, what you saw today, I, I think the Dow, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where it'll end. We'll be talking here when... Uh, um, when it closes, but it's 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 hovering around a, down a thousand. It's one of the bigger sell-offs we've had in a long time, and the markets the markets in a position here where it may just give up all the gains from from 2020. And basically, the the virus is kind of it's not so much a medical event as it is a uh, an economic event because what the way China reacted to this virus, it basically shut their country down, and now. I always were telling people, don't worry about the virus until another country starts shutting down. And then last week, Korea started shutting down chip plants. And I was joking to you before the show started. I said, you know, hey, you got to short chips and ships. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and uh, you know, we shorted a Carnival Cruise Lines and we shorted the, uh, the, the chip ETF. And then today, Italy announces that they quarantined 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. Italy and Austria have closed their borders with each other. And then the market just dove hard. And so now we're going to get is we're going to get a lot of volatility day because one day the virus is going to get worse. The next day there's going to be a miracle drug. The next day is going to get bad again. You know, Super Tuesday is going to come up. And, you know, what depending on what happens there, the market's going to be. So right now for the next 60 days, we're going to get a lot of gyration in the market. And so people are going to start naturally starting to sell. You and I talked about this before. You know, I told people, look, if you, you you had a good run here with with Trump, and I said, start taking chips off the table, and I said because you know you're you're risking forty percent to gain five or ten percent. Now that's starting to come into play. So just watch for that. But time you and I talk again, Dave, we'll probably have three or four days like this up and down until the market kind of finds some sort of balance uh, where they want to kind of go into summer with. Yeah, I, I guess my question is, because you're known as the guy that can find the deal in the nooks and crannies, the ups and the downs, is there an upside investment opportunity here in all this sell-off? Yeah, so, um, 
well, the upside's kind of like downside. Uh, you know, there's a when volatility increases, there's going to be upside with trading. There's actually ETFs for volatility. Uh, the bonds will absolutely be bid. You know, so there's there's ETFs out there called you know TLT, where you're going to see money moving into, and then you're also going to see uh, a movement. Um, the miners had a nice run. They're starting to sell off a little bit again today, uh, but when the Fed's going to have to reduce interest rates here sooner than later, and you're going to see with gold and silver breaking out, the miners are going to be a place to play, and so that's where you know our focus is. Energy, not so much. Bonds, yes. Miners, yes. And volatility, yes. Hmm. And have you already started implementing this strategy with the people that you're working with? Yeah, we've been in miners pretty much uh, in and out all year. And uh, we also took our position in um, shorting the chip makers and shorting the ship drivers with the uh, uh, the coronavirus in the cruise ships. So we've already started to do that. I shot you over some charts to show you what what we did. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, you know, that's kind of where we're going to stay with it. We'll have to shorten our time horizon a little bit because the market's going to start swinging, you know, pretty, uh, pretty aggressively with the news. But overall, that's where the money's going to be made. Shift is going to be coming out of tech for sure, Dave. And the shift is going to go into precious metals and commodities. Yeah, I'm not surprised about the precious metals. Uh, explain to the lay interviewer here about why commodities are going to jump to the forefront. Yeah, so it's really not all the commodities, but it's anything that can't be debased because every central bank in the United States and the world are are printing currency like there's no tomorrow. And they're going to all start dropping their interest rates. And some of them already went negative again. So anything that, that can't be debased is going to have relative value. Mm-hmm. So our favorites are obviously gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and rhodium. And there's, there's stocks you can buy for all of those. And you want to buy the miners of those because they get leveraged to the price. So there's stocks out there that we follow and there's ETFs out there that we follow that are going to, um, are going to benefit from that move. Now, things like copper and steel – not so much, but it's really the precious metal commodities that are going to move, and it's those five. Okay, well, when you say moves by leverage to the price, can you explain that? Yeah, so you know, it's just like if you if you owned a home or or commercial property on a on a street and it's worth X amount of money, and then next next week you find out that they're putting an interstate uh, off ramp next to your building, and not next thing you know, the property is now worth ten times as much. You already have your investment already in the land, so your your investment then is leveraged to that good news. The same thing works with metals that are in the ground. If it's priced for fifteen hundred and gold goes to two thousand, mm-hmm. well, you just you're just worth twenty five percent more, but your costs don't go up that much. So you get what they call operating leverage, and typically it's two to four times the uh, the underlying movement and the price of the uh, of the precious metal. So if gold goes up ten percent. You can look for you can look for the miners to be going up twenty to forty percent, you know, on and on. Okay, all right, that makes sense. And and uh, as as opposed, so I'm saying this is a strategy as opposed to what other kind of strategy would you avoid? Uh, well, the the strategy that we avoid right now is is, is picking the right sector. So you want to get out of the stuff that's already moved the the uh, 
the tech sector is in big trouble. Uh, I think pharma, uh, except for what's coming up with coronavirus kind of things, are in are in big trouble. Managed health is in big trouble. So I would avoid I would avoid the sectors that are going to be under a lot of pressure, and and then you no need for you to buy the underlying precious metals. Those ETFs they won't move enough for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Well, so we're looking at a shift is what I'm perceiving here based on changing economic fortunes. So let me talk about another changing economic fortune that I'm wondering how this figures into investment strategy. And that's the fact that Chinese factories are uh, greatly diminishing in production and people are worried about supply chain chaos, spare parts shortages and so forth. Does that factor into your thinking in terms of investment? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm avoiding those areas. You know, the, um, the, the the chip makers are are running out of material. The automakers are out of parts, and even even some of the drug man, manufacturers aren't going to be able to get drugs into the country, depending on what what cities are shut down in China. This is the worst possible thing that can happen. Is basically what's called a supply shock, Dave, where people won't be able to avoid of afford any increase in pricing. Because they're not getting the, you know, the they're not getting the leverage of their wages to, to go with it, and so this is this is really bad news, and it's going to take a year or two before countries like the United States decide that they don't want to have their supply chains this, this disrupted in the future. Look, globalism globalization is dead, Dave. We talked about this before. Right. This right. is the, this is the, this is the nail in the coffin. Nobody's going to trust the bulk of their business to China anymore after this. Oh my, um, so how are these shortages going to manifest in America to the average person listening to this broadcast? What do they need to worry about over the next year? Well, you're gonna start seeing, you know, you'll see a big time at Christmas, number one, um, you know, and you're gonna start seeing things that you wanna order, clothing and things of that nature. It, that's gonna be um, coming in short supply uh, the big thing that people should worry about, those are annoyances, is when, when they're not going to be able to get their, their, pres- their prescription drugs. That, that one's going to be the one that people are going to be howling. I, I think 90% of the people did not know until last week that most drug manufacturing is done in China. Now, everybody knows, and in 90 days, people are going to start to feel it. And so and you're, you're going to get a run. You're going to have people that are clamoring to get, you know, four to six months of supplies. And most of these managed care places only allow you to have 30 or 90 days. Yeah, if you do mail order, um, like with United Healthcare, you can get up to 90 days. Um, but beyond that, how long is it going to take the United States to recover and take over that lost manufacturing, or can they? Yeah, so this is this is, this is is the view according to Bob. So... Probably by April or May, this this coronavirus thing will die down just because of the nature of viruses. Mm-hmm. They, they don't do well in warm weather, and they don't do well with the radiation of, of long sunlight days. And so when it's going to come back in, in, into vogue again, it'll be in the fall. And so I would think that between now and, and next spring, you're going to start seeing some of this manufacturing coming back into the United States or, or other environments. 
and, if, and, and next next fall, and late next fall is where we're going to really have to get worried, Dave, if they haven't really started to to push these pharma companies to set up their manufacturing facilities. And, you know, it's not a simple thing, you know, to do. You know, China's not going to let us just pick up this equipment and move it out of the country. They're, they're, they're going to have to probably orphan some of that stuff and start new. And so it depends on how fast they can get that manufacturing equipment re you know, rebuilt and and then get certified by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting. I think I think next year is going to be the next year crisis. This year it's going to be a, a major headache. Wow. So what would you okay? Stepping aside from investment for a second, just talking about sheer practicality, what would you advise people to do with regard to medications now? I, I would think they would need to probably contact their health health provider and find out where their drugs are manufactured. And and if they if they are manufactured in China, then they, they need to really start to agitate for uh, longer uh, lead times in terms of their uh, availability to them, mm-hmm. demand six months and things of that nature. You know, other than that, I mean, these things are, some of these things people have to have, Dave. You know, so, Versus some, you know, some some medication might be optional, but for most most of these medications, these are have to have. So I would get I would get aggressive. The first the first bird gets the worm in this situation. Well, I and, and I don't see these monolithic bureaucracies bending to the will of the people. Um, we'll have to see. It's a crapshoot to decide how how much they're going to bend with regard to how much medicine they prescribe at one time. Um, so, does this affect investment at all? And if so, how? Yeah, well, it's going to affect anybody that's going to have a supply crunch is going to have is going to have really really bad earnings in in June and July. So the way we're looking at it is is that hey, we got to sell off now. Probably by the end of the week, we're going to get some sort of major major relief rally on whatever fake news they decide to do Dave. it's going to go up to to where it was last week and then we're going to go into this what i would call this the the long goodbye we'll have a a two to three month sell-off in the market going into summertime Mm -hmm. and so that's how it's going to affect the market and then money will move into bonds money will be safe haven into the precious metals and uh and then, you know, get out of tech, get out of everything else. Okay, that, that's sound advice. Um, one other concern I have with regard to spare parts that I brought up earlier is for automobiles. People need to drive to work. Do you foresee a problem with people getting their cars repaired? Yeah, it all, it all depends on how long this lasts, Dave. It's going to be, uh, you know, all those, auto, all those aftermarket stuff is produced in China. So... I think it's going to be a nightmare. I don't, I don't think the automakers are, are anywhere near prepared for what's coming down the pike. And not just them. All the chip manufacturing is done in China, Singapore, and, um, and China, and, you know, and slash Taiwan. And if those, chip, if those fab plants stay, stay idled, is that just think every piece of electronic out there is going to be shut down too. So it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an eye opener for people in the next ninety days, Dave. <clears throat> Unless this coronavirus thing decides just to disappear. Wow, oh, boy, scary times we live in. 
because people who uh, like for example are dependent on uh, chronic medication or medication for their chronic conditions this is a real issue right now um, well okay so let, let's just talk about let's just take one hypothetical situation heart medication it comes out of China let's say Wuhan just for the sake of argument not saying it does how will that infect uh, affect the investment situation is that something people should avoid altogether um you, you mean for the, the by the stock that makes the medication or yes. uh uh-huh. exactly uh there's actually some um there's going to be actually some good guys in there like Nervatus Nervatus is going to do well there's another stock that we've been trading called APT that makes the uh, surgical masks mm-hmm. are going to do well it all depends on how big the revenue of that product is that's being manufactured in China. They, okay. I don't have enough of an insight on that, uh, but um, but I think we're all going to get better educated in the next uh, 30 days. They have to declare these things, Dave. You know, these public companies are going to have to inform the marketplace whether they're going to have supply issues, and then we just have to react to that. The insiders will tell us you'll start seeing those stocks start to move down ahead of news, and then our system will see that and, and alert us. Is there a, uh, a requirement about how much lead time they must give people, or is that just a general advice? Um, they, they'll, they'll, take, they'll, they'll take it as long as they possibly can where they can't avoid uh, disclosing it. Okay. So, so once, to- it becomes, once it becomes material... And, and their lawyers tell them, if you don't do it, you'll go to jail, then they'll release it. But they won't do it voluntarily or early. <clears throat> like we, we went ahead and shorted the, uh, the chip stocks, you know, a couple days ago. And, and uh, you know, they started releasing the news on, on Friday evenings, you know, that, hey, we're shutting this plant down and that plant down. But we already started seeing movement in those manufacturers ahead of time. And we were in position and we, we made a quick 15 percent in three days. So those are the kind of things that we'll see and react to, and then you just have to take your profit and move on. You know, I, I, I'm sorry to see people lose in this game, especially when it comes to getting critical services and care, like with medications, but but I'm glad to see that um, you guys are out ahead of the curve in terms of being able to project what's going on and profit from it. 15% in three days? Yeah, yeah, wow. I shot you the chart and, and the comments. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, we saw that coming, and uh, um, and, and a couple of guys, the APT thing was a couple 5 or 6% moves, and, and some of those guys even stayed in longer and, and even made more money. So there's opportunities out there. We, we just scan and filter all day long, and we're just looking for those trades. So, uh, uh, yeah, and it's not like I take any joy in this, is that, look, you know, you – you have to take advantage of the opportunities when they when they present themselves to you, but at the same time, you and I are talking right now to get people awakened, you know, to the fact that you need to prepare. You know, my philosophy is always be a uh, an ant, not a grasshopper. You know, uh, two three weeks ago, I went ahead and bought myself enough paper goods in case all of a sudden we have runs on grocery stores. People need to do that kind of stuff. You know the. The hottest commodity in in, in, in South Korea and, and Singapore was uh, toilet paper. Yeah, I know. You know the things people don't they don't think about, and so you know we we always just try to advise people, saying, "Hey, look, there's a reason these things are happening." In in the non-trading view, if you, if you can take advantage of it, definitely do so. And so we stocked up. You know, we're 45 days plus on everything, 
just in case we're locked in a house for 25 days because they decide to shut Los Angeles down. Um, yeah, similar to what we're seeing in China with the home confinements and quarantines. You know. um, yeah, and, 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 and who's, you know, the World Health Organization was actually advocating that today. So they might be trying to prepare the, the, the populations that, hey, you might get locked down here. So, Well, I can tell you right now, the CDC had phone conferences with many people in senior federal law enforcement agencies like DHS and FEMA. And I have to tell you, that's already been discussed, and it's at the top of the list. I know that for a yeah, fact. So, yeah, so you need to be prepared, you know, and, uh, you know, just make sure you have enough uh, – you know, dry goods and have enough food and have enough paper goods. You know, people don't think about the paper goods, you know, <laughs> until you're indisposed. Well, it sounds like you've got the investment down to an art now, even in the midst of uh, volatile times. You, you've got a plan here to help people make money. So let's go in that direction a little bit. So what are you telling people? And you've kind of alluded to some of that already. And, and what are you offering people through Trade Genius? Yeah, so Dave, what we always do for, for your listeners is we put together some bundles uh, good till the uh, end of the month. I think that's Friday night, mm-hmm. and they're already pre-discounted, 60%, 70% off our normal pricing. And then um, if you're a new trader or experienced trader for stock market, any of the cryptocurrency markets have been moving as well, you know, going into the Bitcoin halving. So, you know, we've been having some great runs there. And, um, and so you can take advantage of those specials that we offer. And, um, you know, our view is right now, is like I said, is we'll get some sort of bottom here this week. Next couple of weeks, we'll get a relief rally and then we'll get the real sell off after that. Mm-hmm. So the key is to position yourself and sell off before the real sell off happens. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people are asking me actually on the our chat today. Hey, what's the game plan, Bob? And, you know, in these environments here, you got to be a little bit shorter in your thinking in terms of take advantage of the moves you know remember 2008 you know the market would go down two days everybody thinks the world's going to end and they shoot it up for two days you know because uh the the bankers are trying to um you know make money during the volatility and then people get long again and they flip them short again so we're wise to that game and so we're just going to help people position make sure you take your profits make sure you don't get greedy and uh, <laughs> and there's there's the market closing for the day Okay, well, goodbye market, and and uh, we're getting people prepped for tomorrow's market. So let's talk about people getting involved with Trade Genius. So usually, you know, you have specials, and you've kind of given a general idea. Do you have any specifics, uh, uh, coupon code words, percentages off, and percentages off of what? Let, let's let's tell people yeah. how they can get involved and save money at the same time. Yeah, so the bundles are already pre-discounted. They're, they're 60 to 65% our normal pricing. And those will give you access to the trading room, give you access to the uh, our, our algorithm, and uh, it gives you access to the trades that we're doing. In addition to that, uh, we have a really cool indicator called the profit ribbon that that's available for people to uh, take advantage of. And then if you just want to buy any of that stuff a la carte, you can use the promo code Valentine, and uh, you get 40% off uh, anything in the store that's not bundled. And that's good, tradelikeagenius.com, good to the 28th. Okay, so that's good through the 28th at midnight. That's correct. Okay, so... I think I, um, I think the month is then. Okay, I think I've got this. Um, so your non-bundled items, 
are 40% off with the coupon code word Valentine. And your bundled items, you just kind of have to shop online um, at Trade Genius, and you get anywhere from 60 to 65% off. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And you get the algorithms. I'm familiar with that, which tells you what, when to buy, sell, and hold? That's right. Buy and, it's buy and sell algorithms, and it literally says buy and sell. And then in addition to that, we teach you how to cool. use that, and, and those are the same signals that we use for our own trades. Okay. And again, what was that profit ribbon deal? Yeah, the profit ribbon is actually a visual display showing you the trend changes. Okay. And so it's really, really cool. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like me are visual. And sometimes you're like, is it going to change direction? Well, we, we took our algorithm. We created a visual representation of the trend changes so people can actually see them. You can set alerts for them, and you can actually take advantage of those trades as well. Okay. that's uh, Wow. This is uh... – I'm impressed with the way you're coming to the rescue here in a volatile market. You're getting people to recognize even in downtimes, there's an upside somewhere. And, and I'm seeing proof of that here. So it's been really interesting. If you were, one final question, if you were to project out, let's say a month from now, if people delay getting involved in this kind of investing, what will they lose out on versus now versus 30 days? Well, the, the market's going to make, is going to be making incredible swings. So you have very few times where the market gets volatile enough for you to make, you know, potentially a year's worth of gains in a month or two. And so the market's presenting those opportunities to us right now. So that's why I would say not to delay. And you're also seeing actually a change, a, a, um, um, a strategic change in the direction of the market. So you know, if you're still sitting passively in the market, the things that you've owned for years, you know, you may lose a year's worth of gains in a month period of time by just not reacting to what we see is happening as a secular move. Okay. So that that's what give, would give me the sense of urgency, you know, in terms of um, a, a big change is happening, Dave, in the markets. Yeah, all this, yeah, because it's reflective of the big changes in society. People just need to know how to position themselves. Um, I read in a history book one time that millionaires got created in the depression because people knew where to jump into the opportunities, even there was chaos. Do you agree with that from the history books? Yes, absolutely. You know, the the bold the the bold the bold gets to take advantage of it. You know, the people that made the most money were were buying in 1931 and 1932, wow. and in 2008. You know, in 2009. So you know, you, you you have to have dry powder. You have to have uh, you know confidence, and and you know you need to be um, alert and aware. And and these moves happen fast. A lot of times when you have big reversals, Dave, is that if you've delayed just a couple of days on the opportunity, most of the trade is already gone. And what most people do is they 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 delay and then they overreact. And so our system is because it's it's a computer. It doesn't get emotional. It just says, here it is. It's up to you whether you want to take it or not. And we've, we've seen it so many times that we know that the probability is in our favor. So we just simply take the trade. Hmm. Okay. That sounds really good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Robert Kudla 
of Trade Genius Academy, and you can hear, just like in past historic times, even when the market is a little bit on the dicey side, there's great opportunities in that, and that doesn't mean people should abandon investment. And you've got a great opportunity here with Trade Genius. And again, Bob, that website is tradelikeagenius.com or is that Trade Genius Academy? Which one are you using this month? Oh, either one works. Okay. They, both, that... they, both, they both go to the same place. Okay, sounds good. Well, Bob, thanks for being so generous with your time and updating us on these uh, volatile conditions and identifying the opportunity. It's been very informative. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me today. Uh, a pleasure. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye.